0: You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovich as part of the program sports medicine module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Hello from Lausanne, Olympic capital of the world, and welcome to the AISTS Med podcast. I'm your host, Juan Lopez Salaverdi, and today we are discussing the effectiveness of cold water immersions on recovery post-exercise. Made popular by Wim Hof, and having tried it myself as an amateur long-distance triathlete, ice baths are used by athletes from a wide range of sports, including runners, cyclists, football players, Formula One drivers, and many more. Today we have with us Eric McKenzie, a former professional Australian football player, to check in on his experience and knowledge about this topic. Thank you for having me, one. Eric, welcome. It feels like there are many voices in different directions about this. What's your experience? One thing I don't miss about
1: being a professional athlete is ice spins after training and games. While they always made me feel great, they often became a chore. During the summer months, they were really nice to jump in and cool down after a big training session. But in the winter months, when it was five degrees out, it was very hard to jump in the cold water. Ever since I first walked in the door at West Coast, we were shown where to get the ice and how to fill up the rubbish bins. It was almost like a rite of passage. The rookies would do it for the senior players. This changed over my 12 years as we went from three rubbish bins to in-ground spas that maintained a constant temperature for us.
0: So we actually went out and asked 100 athletes how they were recovering, whether they used ice baths and what they thought of its benefits. 75% of them actually have taken ice baths. Two-thirds of them recognize the benefits as far as the next day, but the other third is not sure about when or if those benefits actually kick in. Up to 38% of the people who use these techniques do so by advice of their coach or PT, while up to 10% have expressed giving it a shot after having done research about its benefits. Other popular recovery techniques that came up include stretching, active recovery, foam rollers, massages, and the use of compression equipment. Surprisingly, the results were consistent for both pros and amateurs. So Eric, why do these athletes use cold water immersion aside from being told to do so by their coaches? It's common believed that cold water immersion therapy can reduce the edemas
1: which are the bruises and bleeds um, that you get from exercising through altering localized blood flow and heart rate. It also decreases the perception of pain associated with muscular soreness along with reducing muscle spasms and damage while reducing tissue inflammation. Ice bars also decrease the perception of fatigue and decrease the core temperature. And finally, ice bars can improve
0: the range of motion. So it sounds like an extensive list of benefits. What are they caused by?
1: Right, these are caused by vasoconstriction, which is the constriction of blood vessels, the analgesic or pain-relieving effect, reducing inflammatory pathways, the placebo effect, which we will touch on further later, and also the hydrostatic pressure, or the effect of the water pressure on the body.
0: Okay, so far it feels like cold water immersion is pretty good for recovery. What protocol should I use? This is a great question, Juan.
1: Often ice bars are used in rubbish bins with bags of ice, so it's hard to actually control the temperature. There are many different protocols used in the research. Um, From this, the optimum results are suggested that the water temperature should be approximately 11 degrees. Though the research says anywhere between 10 and 15, you'll see good results. The duration of this should be a minimum of 10 minutes with uh, up to 15 minutes recommended. It is also important to be as deep as possible in the water as this increases the hydrostatic pressure which assists the body in its vasoconstriction. It is best up to the shoulders but you've got to find a depth where you can do the minimum of 10 minutes.
0: Is that it Eric? Should we be all jumping into ice pins? Not so fast
1: there. There is another school of thought out there that the science behind ice baths doesn't back up the subjective data. The type of exercise done prior to the recovery session also has an impact on the effectiveness of the recovery technique. Ice baths during recovery from resistance training lowers the capacity of the muscles to take up and direct dietary protein-derived amino acids. In addition to this, when applied consistently, ice baths during recovery from resistance training lowers Myofibular protein synthesis rates during more prolonged resistance training and as such may reduce skeletal muscle conditioning. Okay, hold on there, you're losing me. What does this actually mean? In layman's terms, really, if you go to the gym, then ice bins may be limiting the gains from your sessions. On the other hand, ice baths may benefit endurance signaling pathways and the expression of genes key to mitochondrial biogenesis following a single endurance session but have little to no effect on these following long-term endurance training. Or in simple terms, for endurance athletes, ice baths may be beneficial in the short term, but over the long term, the results are inconclusive. So it seems we have those on the for and those against it, what should we do? Well, we also have those on the fence about it. Despite its ability to improve recovery, the underpinning Psychophysiological responses of ice baths as a recovery method are still not fully understood. Scientific studies using subjective measures have shown that there are benefits of doing ice baths as a form of recovery. These measures include reduced muscle soreness score and a lower rating of perceived exertion. However, the objective factors post-exercise are less apparent and therefore question the mechanisms responsible for the subjective results. This is why that there are many studies that suggest that using a placebo has the same impact on recovery as cold water immersion.
0: Thank you, Eric. My biggest takeaway is that it feels like there isn't a one-size-fits-all response. Studies are showing results in two different training scenarios, typically separating endurance to resistance training. While the consensus seems to indicate that cold water immersion might be the beneficial to the recovery for the prior, there is evidence showing that individuals aiming to improve skeletal muscle conditioning should reconsider applying cooling as part of their post-exercise recovery strategy. Having said that, there is also a recurring mention of a placebo effect that can be throughout the studies as effective as the colder treatment. Eric, my guess is that we haven't seen the end of this discussion. I can imagine there's plenty more to come, so I look forward to it. So thank you. Thank you, Eric. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of our AISTS Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.